Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. How are you this morning? Oh, it's a tired morning here at Holstein House. It's been a challenging week. And uh, just trying to get everything in order. Wouldn't want to get another nasty gram from Afro the Mix about how I didn't have my stuff ready when it's time to go and he's tired of <laughs> tired of waiting five minutes. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. I, I don't want to say I don't care, but honestly, I, I can't get tore up about uh, every negative comment. So... Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone over in Clapperland. Glad to see you again. Let me adjust this a little bit. I hope I don't make too much noise when I do that. Different angles for different things. Good morning, Ronaldo. Good to see you again. Do I have all my little things turned off? Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. Well, uh, it's a cold, rainy day, damp day here in uh in my part of West Virginia here at Holstein House on our front porch, some of the things that I've gotten into the habit of doing is of the mornings after I get the household, you know, up and running and, and awake, uh, I go over on Telegram and I post um, what the temperature is outside on the porch here at Holstein House. And just a one sentence or so forecast of it's, you know, it's going to get to 53, but it's going to rain all day or something like that and try to say hello to everybody uh, in that world over there. Today is Friday, March the 10th, 2023. It's just after 10 o'clock and this is a live unscripted. And I started doing live unscripted to, you know, help break the monotony of a scripted uh, podcast or video on YouTube or um, Rumble or all the other places that I upload to. Um, get my hair off that microphone so it's not sitting there making noise. Hopefully everybody over in Clapper can hear. I do have a little lapel mic on. I don't know. It doesn't give me a range of power, so I'm not sure how strong it is, how clear it is. So anyone who wants to comment on that is more than welcome. Uh, I want to start off this morning thanking everyone who made an effort to listen to Tuesday's show. It wasn't live uh, broadcast. It was pre-recorded. <laughs> I don't know how you can record dead, but people say recorded live. Well, <laughs> anyway, I pre-recorded that episode. Uh, Tuesday was a day that in the last, well, it would be 10 years uh, of doing this because it had been 11 years since my son passed away and I didn't obviously do it the, 
when he first passed away, but over the past 10 years since my hun my son passed away in 2012, I've observed what I call radio silence. I, I just stay home or I stay off the social medias. I don't post anything anywhere uh, on that day. Just a day of rest for me in remembrance of my son and the struggles that he went through and the challenges that, that the family has gone through since his suicide. And I know episode 43, which was titled Suicide is Not Painless, wasn't easy for people to listen to. And it wasn't easy to record. It's actually taking me, taken me all these 11 years to get to the point where I could do that in one sitting and just talk about it. Uh, just flat out talk from start to finish. And, um, and so it, it, it's been a long journey for that. And it was it was tough for some folks to listen to. I did get a couple messages about I, I just can't finish it. I can't listen to it or I'm taking it in bites because it's it's pretty intense. I, I didn't mean it to be too intense, but it, it's, it's factual. It's, it's what I went through. It's what I saw my son go through. And um, and yeah, so it, it was a tough episode uh, of just part of of the life that I've had. Some folks will look at me and say, oh, she's got it easy. Uh, some folks will look at it and say, you know, she doesn't know what it is to struggle. But no, my struggles have been a lot different um, than than a lot of other people's. I, you know, married very young and we had almost no money. And uh, I'm not saying that I have a lot of money now at, at all. And I don't. But uh, I've learned a lot. And, I've, and we have come a long way as a family. So. Uh, but that episode, episode 43, titled uh, Suicide is Not Painless, is important. It's important to understand that people can be manipulated to do things that you really wouldn't think that they could do. People can be coerced. Uh, people can feel devastated. And uh, the people left behind, if a loved one or a friend chooses suicide as the answer, which I would strongly disagree that it is, but uh, if if they choose suicide as the way out, um, understand that their their family and their friends and perhaps you, if you're one of those family or friends, uh, are going to feel that loss every day, and it's going to hurt. So it is not, it is not painless. But today, like I said, is uh, live unscripted, and hopefully it's a little lighter as we go through. Uh, I do have some topics to kind of. Um, um, prime the pump, so to speak, uh, for conversation. Uh, I am going to try to keep it, um, I'm going to try to keep it uh, right in the money ending uh, before 11 o'clock here Eastern time in uh, West Virginia because I have to go over to the funeral home, one of the funeral homes. Our long-term pastor, uh, Mike Coleman, uh, had struggled for several years now with a type of cancer and he uh, passed away last week last friday morning as a matter of fact his viewing and services today originally i was taking dad over there dad's not feeling well he's very congested he uh he's an upper respiratory thing going on hopefully it's not a anything more than just some allergy and um uh sinus issue there and not a, a big serious um, situation. If dad does get sick, um, it could uh, necessarily, 
necessarily uh, impact the next few days of, uh, of what I do because my dad comes first. My dad comes first. I know a lot of people will say when you're doing these content creation things that you have to put everything aside and you have to focus, focus hard, focus hard, focus hard. Well, that's true. I, however, choose my family first. So where it impacts my family, my father, my husband, my son, my immediate family that way, they will always be first. So if something comes up and I'm not able to do one of my regular lives, then I will have something up, whether it's a three-minute blurb explaining why I won't have the big show or what, something somewhere will be posted that everyone will be able to find out. Let's see. Oh, I promised Toolman Tim. Tim Cook, he is a fabulous content creator. He has a great YouTube channel. And he did a, uh, a show yesterday. And it was a topic that, um, oh, where did I put the link? I just had the link right here. Oh, rats, rats, rats. What did I do? There's that. There's that. Oh, here it is. Uh, his his show is... Um, uh, the workshop, the workshop podcast. And yesterday evening, now I didn't see it live. I, a lot of times, because he's in a part of Canada that the time time zone is so different for me that I'm usually in bed. So I usually catch up on some of the podcasts and things of the people I follow the next day while I'm doing regular uh, housework and regular things and sitting at my desk and doing work and things like that. I'll, I'll play them in the background. He did a show titled Poverty Mindset and how to break the poverty mindset. And it was really, really good. Tim discusses how he and his wife, Becky, in, living in Canada, living at poverty level and with that um, scarcity of resources and resources being anything from cash to groceries to clothes to housing anything uh, how they broke out of that and um, it was spurred by a comment that someone else had made in a telegram group about I, i've read about and i've heard about poverty mindset i don't really understand what it is and how to get out of it so tim just off the cuff changed his format or his programming for yesterday evening and just did a, a bang-up job on uh, the poverty mindset. I'm going to put, I'm going to have to amend my um, show notes, but I will put the link to his show in there. And this is a link to his fountain.fm podcast episode on that topic. Um, he's, he says that he, he asked if people would share it, and I'm more than willing to do that <laughs> to my limited <laughs> following. Uh, the latest episode of the workshops now live. It got rather fiery, sharing thoughts and experiences on the poverty mindset. Um, so don't listen to the episode if you aren't in the mood to get motivated. Yeah, I mean, he kind of calls a spade a spade a couple times there. You know, if you're in the habit of saying it must be nice for somebody to have something, you know, like it must be nice that the Rockefellers are rich or it must be nice that... Um, <laughs> Uh, Hunter Biden's getting away with all these things. It must be nice that somebody has a, a, a freeze dryer, you know, then you're probably going to get hacked off at Tim's show because he's telling you, hey, that ain't the way you look at life. And you need to break that habit if you expect to 
do better for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with doing better for yourself. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I come at things a little differently. I think there's a level that we need to, I don't want to say restrict ourselves, but honestly, I don't need four or $5 million to be happy in my life, to be prosperous in my life, to do good things in my life. You know, do I want to be comfortable in my life? Yes, I do. Do I want to not have to worry when I go to the grocery store? Exactly. But, you know, I don't need to be Bill Gates or Elon Musk or any of that stuff to, to feel successful and to be successful. And, and, you know, so I, I, there's probably, would I like to have a million dollars? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I think I would. I think that would ensure that I don't have to worry about, you know, them cutting the gas off or cutting the lights off or whatever. But once you get much past that, then you're starting to worry about keeping it. And then you're worried about people trying to take it from you. And then you're worried about taxes and all these other things. So um, let's see. Oh, do, 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 do might be limited following, but quality following. Yes, Ronaldo. Only the quality kids <laughs> follow my podcasts and YouTube channels. The quality kids. You, you, it's not the hip kids, not necessarily the hip kids <laughs> or the popular kids. Definitely probably not the popular kids. I can tell you that. Um, I was never one of the popular crowd. I was always off on the edges. Always, I wasn't in the pop, pop. You know, there was always, um, there were popular kids that were, you know, the straight A students and the affluent students and, and parents that, you know, had a little more money and, and things like that. And then you had the kids that were on the other end, the smokers, the drinkers and the fighters and their popular group there. Uh, you know, I never, I was never in either of those. I was always kind of off you know, in, in over here, somewhere. <laughs> never in the popular straight A student types. And, and I wasn't in the popular, you know, kids that smoke and drank and carried on. Um, I, I was always somewhere else, somewhere else in the middle of all of that. So let's see. Oh, my live stream looks like it's kind of weak again. I mean, not, not the, not, I mean the, the signal, the signal looks like it's a little, a little weak today. It might be because I'm, I have this phone. I wonder if I can do this without disconnect. I have this phone on the Wi-Fi again. Let me try to move it to the, um, let me try to move it to the cellular data. Hopefully that didn't disconnect me on Clapper. And maybe then I can get a better signal on um, StreamYard. That might have worked. That might have worked because I have what I have is I have the phone that I'm streaming Clapper sitting right beside of this laptop. And um, so I think maybe sometimes it they kind of fight for bandwidth there a little bit. So let's see. I've got <laughs> I really hate to shut down the. Um, the Telegram group. Nobody's actually talking to me on Telegram. No, well, there's a few people. There's a few people. Ah, Ronaldo, guess what? That tip worked this time. It did work this time. Did you see the difference? Did you see the difference? It worked. So thank you so much for that. Um, but so, so, uh, I've got 
it's been pinging the uh, telegram thing has been pinging in my headset and it's very distracting for me and so there's a lot of conversation going on over there and i hate to close it out because sometimes they um they say really neat stuff that i can bounce off of and but my group my group is very small right now and uh i have had a couple of suspicious characters try to join it and i kind of removed them i kind of removed them but yeah i did get that tip thank you so much for that all right so yeah if you get a chance uh check out uh tim cook's uh the workshop uh podcast and it's it's over on fountain fm uh and i will have the link if you don't find it on your own i will have the link in the amended show notes the amended show notes because i already had some put out there and i'll have to add it which is no big deal it's easy peasy lemon squeezy but i am going to try to watch the clock i do have the cuckoo clock ticking today you will hear it in the background if it hits 11 that means i gotta jump because i gotta get down the road i also wanted to share with you that for my 50th episode uh, i did mention it last friday but i i you know tuesday was a difficult you know show so if you found it in on youtube it was listed just under videos so if you want to go back and find it it wasn't listed under live so i don't know if i want to go in and change that or not I, it's not hard to do it's just i gotta do it so but i have decided to hold a little um contest on my 50th episode which will be coming up if i counted correctly it'll be the last friday of this month and it's just a little giveaway you are going to have to be either on the on my youtube or on facebook because you're going to have to i'm going to have uh pre-selected hashtags that you're going to have to use in a live comment that the Streamyard giveaway um, app or program i don't know what they call it will spin through the um the comments and and we'll i will pick one so barring any uh unavoidable conflicts that's going to be on the 31st of march 2023 um i'll pull from those who are participating i'll use Streamyards giveaway tool oh they call it a tool i had a note here to myself uh i'll call i'll have a couple of key phrases and um to be used in the comments now what i'll do is i will order those shipped out of my etsy store so and i'll take care of you know the cost and the shipping so there whoever wins it's it's not going to be any cost to you but it unless it's going to have to be a con us country or maybe canada i'm not sure how they sh if shipping to canada is a big deal or not uh, i may ask in the um in the uh, telegram group about that if if i ship something out of etsy to canada you know is it going to get stopped at the, i mean we're talking about a coffee mug or something you know it's not going to be uh, a million dollars worth of anything or any bitcoin uh so let's say for example if i say the phrase is going to be hashtag robin is great then you'll have a certain amount of time to use to, to either just simply comment hashtag Robin is great 
or use Rob, hashtag Robin is great. Here's my comment. Just some kind of something like that so that the um, StreamYard tool will, will find the hashtag and pick it up and, and, and include your account in the, um, in the drawing. Then you're going to have to get, I'm going to, I'll announce it. You're going to have to get with me so that I can get your shipping address. Um, you'll need to comment using the phrase. I'm not going to announce the phrases ahead of time. I'm not going to say like next week, okay, here's the three phrases because I don't want people trying to cheat because people will do that. They'll go in, they'll populate the, the phrases and then they'll leave and you know, you got to be present to win in other words. So you'll need to be watching the live stream to get the phrases. Then StreamYard's giveaway tool will choose the winner. Uh, right now, I plan to give away a ceramic coffee cup with the Holstein House round logo, an enamel coffee cup with the Holstein House hip camp uh, camper van little logo, which is kind of hard. I can I can try to show. I think the image I have here is the um, is the um, hip camp hip camp. Um, does that give you the full screen there so this is the hip camp yeah this is the hip camp camper van i don't know if you can see my mouse pointer but in the center of this tin and it's an enameled cup in the center of this enamel cup for those of you watching the live stream is a little tiny little um image of a little camper van with some trees and mountains behind it and it says hosting house hip camp uh, established 2023 rest yourself so that's kind of the little little logo thingy or uh, if you if you want to call it that now let's see where's my other one here it is this one is ooh, I can't get that one to populate because I have my window squished down this is the ceramic cup uh, if you can see it, I'm not sure how well you can see. It's just a traditional ceramic white coffee cup. It has a round logo with the words Holstein House in the middle. And it says established uh, 2001, 2001, which is the year that Wayne and I got married. Uh, uh, um, Diamond, West Virginia, which is, is where I, uh, we're located. So those are the two things right now. I might do a t-shirt. I'm not real happy with the t-shirt that I got. Um, from the, uh, the vendor, um, that I'm using, I did, I ordered two samples. It just felt like a big vinyl sticker on a shirt. So I haven't washed it yet. I have worn it. Um, so I, I, I have worn it. It's going to go in the wash. We're going to see how well it holds up. I, I hate to send one. I may do it anyway, but I hate to send one of us. It's going to come apart. The shirt itself is one of those moisture wicking shirts. It's a really nice shirt, but the actual um, sticker, you know, uh, that, that they put on is just, I'm, I'm not real happy with it, but we'll see. We'll see. It'll probably work out just the same. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. So that's that. And it's 22 minutes after. So we're doing pretty good. I do want to remind you that um, this is episode 44 of the Holstein House podcast. And, you know, we do use it on the YouTube, but 
it's episode 44 for the podcast. And we premiered the podcast on Fountain.fm Network, uh, Value for Value Exchange Network. If you found me on Fountain, and I, I hope you'll find something clip-worthy and boost-worthy and that you will uh, share any value that you feel I have brought to you today, whether that may be making you laugh, making you think, making you cry, making you angry even. If I made you really angry, then pay me like I did. <laughs> Tip me with sats to the degree that I really hacked you off today. <laughs> but yeah, and don't forget, we do have, uh, I do have the, um, the Etsy shop etsy.com slash Holstein house. We have uh, quite a few things on the Etsy shop, t-shirts and mugs and even some little stickers. I think I took my stickers downstairs and I'm having to show you. They're just little hip camp stickers that I had ordered. They're not sitting here. I don't, I think I'm pretty sure I took them downstairs to the bunker. I did. They're not in here. So I can't show you. I should have kept one up. I'll have to remember that. I'll have to remember to bring them up. Sorry. So, I hope you'll follow and boost. I hope you'll share, share the information, share this podcast, share this YouTube channel with your friends and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe and save as they used to say in the grocery store, subscribe and save. So, all right, where was I? Just a few things to gin the, or um, chum the waters with today. Uh, I had to quit doing that. She said tip. I did say tip. If. Yeah, uh, the enamel cup is uh, like a campfire cup. It sure is. I don't know. Have you ever had any of those, Ronaldo? There, um, what particular mine? Bob decided to come in and chase the cat off of the drinking water. There, he's going to get him a big box or drink of water. So you may hear him doing that. <laughs> I did say tip. Yes, I did. I've been trying to avoid using that phrase, but it seems like I can't. Seems like that's what everybody's doing. So I actually, I don't think you can see it. I have a little uh, pen on this morning. Whether you can make that out or not. I'm not going to like, no, you can't. You can, I'm not going to lean forward. It's on my sweater, my cardigan. And it is actually, I've done a little bit of, um, I toy around with genealogy in that I do, we, we did an ancestor, one of those spit tests for DNA and chased our DNA a little bit that direction. I've done some looking up online. I haven't done the hard ancestry research where you physically go out, you touch the documents, you get a copy of the documents, you build these big files. I'm, I do it the lazy way. I do it the lazy way. And if you're over on, um, over on Clapper, you can... Donate to the wish list, coffee and donuts over there on the wish list and diamonds. And I don't know what all else they have over there that, that you can uh, show your appreciation or, or not <laughs> for the, for this live this morning. But I, uh, the ancestry.com thing, Wayne and I both have done. Now I've shared before that we are actually cousins and this isn't that weird hillbilly backwoods up the holla kind of you know we're we're second cousins and our kids have six eyes this is very se several generations back seven generations back we have common ancestor so one of our ancestors that settled in the garrett's bend area of uh, lincoln county west virginia 
had, you know, like 10 kids and two of the sons, the brother, two of the brothers, one uh, is the, the uh, ancestor of Wayne's side and the other is the ancestor on my side. So it was really interesting. We were able to confirm that with the uh, DNA thing. It's like fifth, sixth cousin, seventh cousin, something like that. But then we were able to trace it back. And every now and again, I take spells where I'll spend a whole weekend, you know, tracing back my family tree. And it can get complicated the further back you go because you're so far removed and there's no one to ask and you're just guessing and you're just reading the information on, on this person's tree, comparing it to somebody else's tree, comparing it to what you know, and you're, you know, putting these puzzle pieces together. Well, one thing I know is that on my father's side and my mother's side, our families ha have roots in Ireland, England, and Scotland. Then it kind of branches out on my dad's side, goes over into the Scandinavian countries, Germany, and that kind of stuff. And my, my mother's family, all the only stories we got back from them were Scotland, Ireland, and that kind of stuff. So I've done a little research that superficial kind of research that you do uh, with the online programs and the subscription ancestry type programs. And I can trace on my dad's side into Scotland to the clan, the gun clan, G-U-N-N, -N, the gun clan. And uh, they, the way they say it is clan gun. Uh, and, I, and I looked it up for this morning. But I've, I've got this written down somewhere else, but I don't have it committed to memory. Clan Gun is a Highland clan. I was also looking this up to see what our tartan, what my tartan was, but mostly, most commonly associated with the northeastern areas of Sutherland and Caithness. Now, I don't know if I've pronounced that properly or not. Caithness, C-A-I-T-H-N-E-S-S. -S. As one of the oldest Scottish clans, the Guns trace their heritage to the Vikings and the Norse Jarls of Orkney. Now, Vikings, I get Norse Jarls. I'm not sure what that, what that is. Noted for their ferocious fighting spirit and character, Clan Gun are perhaps most well known for long-standing feud with Clan Keith. Born out of political conflict and need for land, the feud offic only officially ended in 1978 after around 500 years. The Gun Clan motto is Ox Pat Ox Bellum, which is either peace or war, and the Clan Crest is a hand holding a sword. So this kind of explains a lot about my personality. Just this Clan Gun and the Ox Pat Ox Bellum either peace or war in my life. So at times, and, and it's not necessarily physical to me, it's not necessarily physical violent war, you know, beating on people and dropping new bombs and stuff, but even spiritual war. And those of you who've been following me for a while know that I, I'm very strong in my following of Christ. And so I, I do believe in the New Testament. And while I differ in the in with some of the uh, man-made denominations and some of the rules and establishments and things that they have created and the use of Christ in order to uh, rationalize war, which I disagree with. I, I hold my belief in Christ very strongly. And um, 
So I believe in spiritual warfare. So and spiritual peace. So I have this, this, I got this on an auction site. I probably paid way too much for it, but it was bid up quite a bit. I believe it's sterling. Uh, I'd have to turn it over to remind myself. I've got three different ones. Uh, this is the only one from Clan Gun. I've got uh, Scottish Thistle and um, and uh, Sword and another one. I forget what the other one was now, but they are sterling. But this one actually has the sword and the uh, and the motto, Otpax Otfeld, on it. So I, I wanted to share that a little bit with you guys that's just a little either peace or war that's where i'm at <laughs> in my personal life and uh, in my spiritual life sometimes is what you grew up with in ronaldo yeah yeah we had a few pieces but they were just kind of like um um souvenirish kind of things it wasn't mom mom didn't mom used a lot of um it wasn't china it's stoneware but it was it was glass corelware we used we used a lot of corelware um not too much plastic plastic cups some because my dad would take them out to his welding shop beside the house and he would knock them over and they'd break so she got into the tupperware plastics uh for drinking cups and coffee cups pretty hard when they became reasonably priced and stuff because dad would take him out there and you know knock him over and shatter him and she wouldn't have any coffee cups left. let's see married to someone that traced back to the gun clan we got married in in gun tartan oh that's sweet that's sweet the gun tartan yeah i don't have anything with the the gun tartan pattern on it i was just looking it up a year ago uh wayne and his friends uh were uh participated they were the musicians for a tartan ball for one of the local um fraternities here and um that kind of re-energized my interest in it a little bit and i thought well if they got to do it this year but he it, it they weren't able to do it the lead singer had heart heart attack and had bypass and stuff so they had to get a different band but anyway uh so i was trying to look for that particular tartan and i i just didn't get it uh the alaska volcano alaskan volcano so i don't usually follow too much about the volcanoes what i end up doing with volcano information where did i put that where did i put that where did i put that oh what did i do with that dumb link i'm gonna have to take it back out the um, there's a a volcano that's starting to rumble around a little bit in alaska and usually when these things happen people get all kinds of upset and where was that dumb link i just had that open i thought i bet i shut it off by mistake i had to have because those are not anything to do it um but it, it fascinates me because we'll have this renewed volcanic activity and maybe we have an eruption or maybe we don't when we do have these eruptions the pollutants that are spewed aren't considered in this never-ending argument about global warming 
I don't know where you stand on it. And I'm not going to tell you you're right. And I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because I don't think we have the ability to know. I don't, I don't think we will ever know because we, we, we are taking our man-made pollutants, calculating what we're spewing up into the air and then calling it horrible, which it is. I'm not saying we should be polluting. Don't misunderstand. But when we have these volcanic eruptions, the world has been changing since, since this rock was created. Okay. The climate on this planet has been changing since this planet formed an atmosphere, since a climate was, a, was first established. We've gone from global ice age to global warming, to ice age. We're, we're exiting a mini ice age now. So we're in a period of warming. People will argue, well, it's the rate of the change. We, I'm sorry. The number of volcanoes cannot be predicted. So without the ability to predict the number of volcanoes, the amount of junk that they spew into the atmosphere, we cannot properly predict the amount of pollution that we're creating is contributing to the change in the global climate. The Sahara Desert was not always desert. Greenland was not always covered with ice. The Antarctic, the Antarctic at one time was not covered with ice. Heck, if you go back far enough, it was one gigantic continent. So, over however you want to calculate the age of the earth over that time we have gone from this volcanic blob to the atmosphere we have now with the living plants and people and animals and reptiles and the fishes and the seas and things and we we do not i don't believe i truly do not believe that we have the ability to completely just well with one caveat nuclear weapons, nu nuclear weapons, or things like nuclear weapons, whatever the next version of the nuclear weapon is, we can destroy tremendous amounts of life as we know it, but life will return. Think of the, um, the jungles in South America as satellite imagery gets better and they can peer through the canopy, we can see the, the um, buildings and the infrastructure created by, by civilizations so far back. We, you know, we didn't even think they knew how to move this stuff. So the earth has always been changed. So Nature is taking back over those, those cities and destroying them. When you see the digs in Egypt, let's say, and they find new caves where, you know, they didn't know that there were pharaohs buried. It's because they were covered with sand. It's because they were buried deep. It's because nature had taken that area back over. So, while we can destroy human life, probably mammalian life, a lot of reptilian life, 
you know, we're probably never going to be able to destroy every life on the planet. And if, like me, you follow the New Testament, you're going to see that's not what's going to happen anyway. Without getting into a biblical debate, we're not going to destroy the world. The world may be destroyed, but it's not going to be by humans. It's not going to be humans that do it. It's going to get bad. Now, for those who live in the area where these uh, volcanoes are starting to rumble, you need to take them seriously. We need to look, we do need to look at what the potential destructive capabilities are of this particular volcano in Alaska. If it gives a really good explosion, where could this fallout land? How is it going to affect the atmosphere? And how can we get ready to survive it? What, you know, I need to be looking at uh, researching how that pollution or those, uh, that dust and all that stuff that may blow out of that volcano in Alaska could hit the jet stream and the weather and affect me here in West Virginia, USA. I used to live in Fort Hood, Texas when my boy's father and I were married and he was in the army. And um, there was a dust storm in, I believe it was Arizona, that ended up traveling. The dust in the air actually colored the air in the air, in the atmosphere where I was living at Fort Hood, Texas. You could go outside and see this peculiar shade to the sky, which wasn't cloud-based. It was because of all these dust particles that had blown in because that dust storm was so bad. So, you know, there are, it is possible for things happening that far away to affect us. Uh, do we want to get conspiratorial and say, well, you know, it's the, it's the Russians testing bombs causing this i i don't i don't tend to go into that um i mean i'd have to be privy to a lot more information to to make that decision and until i was to see a lot more coming out um could china testing nuclear weapons underground cause a volcano to erupt in alaska i you know depends on where the fault lines are and they like there are groups here of environmentalists that like to say that fracking natural gas uh, miles under under the shale in the United States will cause uh, local um, tremors and um, earthquakes. So I, you know, it, anything's possible. Anything's possible. But it's just something that we need to be aware of uh, and and try to get ready for. So I was getting, uh, I was doing some reading because I'm going to be taking another class with the church here soon. Uh, actually, the introductory class was last week and we'll meet monthly and there's a lot of reading and stuff. So I was kind of getting the syllabus together and stuff yesterday evening and looking at that. And the news was on and here in the United States, the president is, um, I don't remember if he presented his budget yesterday or if he presents it today, but he was, um, forwarding copies of it yesterday. Anyway, the news was talking about what the president's budget's going to be here in the United States. And one of the things that I 
perked up on when I heard it because there's a lot of that stuff that you just, it just doesn't, you can't do anything with it. But he started talking about, you know, taxing the rich and they tried to define the rich and um, what corporations were going to get taxed. And corporations, I mean, this is a tired old saying, we hear it all the time, but it is in fact true. Corporations pay no taxes, period. They pass the costs of any taxes they have to uh, submit onto their customers, whomever those customers are. My B&B is incorporated. If my taxes go up, the rates I'm charging my guests are going to go up comparatively. So I, I'm not paying, I am not coughing up the money out of my personal account the business is collecting more to cover the taxes that we're responsible to pay. So businesses don't technically pay the taxes. They pass them on. They collect more money so that they can make those payments. However, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. I wanted to come around to capital gains. Now, um, capital gains, it, it's, it's not that complicated. Pardon me for scratching the nose. Um, capital gains is is what is if you buy something, if you invest in something for a dollar, and we'll just say we're just going to say for the example. Oh, there's my link to the volcano. I should have looked. I may come back to it, but there it is. Um, if if you invest in say Bitcoin, let's, let's just use Bitcoin. It may not be the perfect example, but let's just say, let's say that um, you invest a dollar Bitcoin, you buy Bitcoin at a dollar. Okay. And Bitcoin increases to $10 by the end of the year when you have to file your taxes. You get taxed what he's proposing, capital gains taxes, what he's proposing is the gains on the capital, the capital being the dollar you invested, the gains on that dollar are taxed. So you invested, you bought Bitcoin at a dollar. At the end of the year, it's worth $10. You have $9 in capital gains. You're going to be paying taxes on that $9. So for this example, for this example, so... You buy one share of, of uh, you buy one Bitcoin uh, or one stock. If, if it's easier for you to deal with stock because it's something you're more familiar with, okay, we'll do it that way. You buy one stock in Procter & Gamble for a dollar. And at the end of the year, the cost of that one stock is now $10. So you've got $9 in capital gains. The proposed taxes on that is 45%. That's what he's talking about taxing you. 45%. So you're going to pay $4.05 on that $9 of increased value. Now you think, oh, well, that's just for the rich people who own stock. Honey, if you've got a 401k, if you've got a retirement plan, you probably have stock and you're going to pay, be paying taxes at a 45% rate 
on the increase in the amount, whether you cash it in or not. That's what his plan is. That's what his plan is. Whether you cash in that stock and get your nine, your $10 out of it or not, he, the President of the United States is proposing in his current budget that you pay 45% taxes. And it doesn't have anything to do with your household income when it comes to this capital gains. It's on anything. Your 401k is subject to this. So, you know, you've got to, it's called unrealized capital gains. And, and from the, uh, I've got a link to advisorhub.com and it, uh, for uh, the Biden tax increase of rates near 45%. And, and the, the paragraph that I'm, I'm looking at specifically is unrealized capital gains include, and unrealized means you didn't cash in your stock. It's just the value that it changed since you bought it. Include the increase of stock of your 401k and other investment plans. So how many, how many blue collar people out here that, that may stumble across this, this podcast or this blog, uh, this YouTube video, and you've got um, your, your pensions or you don't have pensions, but you got a 401k, yet your retirement plan, you, you're going to get hit with this. You're going to get hit with this. Um, let me look at this language a little, little better here. Give me just a second. They're fighting for resources here. <laughs> um, the budget proposal would increase the capital gains rate to 39.6% from 20% for people earning at least a million dollars to equalize taxation of investments. Okay, that's... Um, that's that's the capital gains. Biden is also proposing to increase the 3.8% Obamacare tax to 5% for those earning at least $400,000. You're probably not watching me if you're making $400,000. Um, here it is. Oh, and, and crypto losses, the budget would eliminate a tax. Uh, in The budget would eliminate a tax break for crypto investors that allows them to sell assets at a loss generating tax breaks and then immediately repurchase those currencies. This would apply a restriction to crypto holders that is already in place for those who invest in the stock market and other securities. So you can't um, um, sell it at a loss and turn around and buy it again and get a tax break. Do, 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 do. Where did that go? Where did that go? Um, here it is. One of the biggest changes would be nearly doubling the rate of ta capital gains tax and applying additional surcharge to fund Medicare, which would mean taxes on investments could rise to almost 45%. Okay. So if you've got any kind of a retirement plan at all where you work, I gotta watch my time now, it's 10th hill. Uh, you are you are subject to this increase if it passes. Now, you know, they'll get behind there and they'll huff and they'll puff and they'll sneeze and they'll spit and they'll act like they're um, negotiating down. But so you, what you do is you say, I want a hundred million when actually you just want 50 and then you negotiate until you get to, you know, 
as low as they say when they say we're not going any higher than 65 well heck you've already beat what you wanted anyway so there's that um Where did I just, oh my gosh, I am, I have my uh, stuff all out of sorts today. Not all out of, not all out of sorts. The volcano, a swarm of earthquakes at remote Alaska volcano signals unrest. In Anchorage, Alaska, a swarm of earthquakes occurring over the past weeks have intensified at a remote Alaska uh, volcano dormant for over a century, possibly an indication of an impending eruption. We started seeing a whole lot of earthquakes occurring one after another, several minutes, uh, several per minute. So John Power, a research geophysicist with the USGS stationed at Anchorage at the Alaska Volcano observatory there have been hundreds of small earthquakes none larger than magnitude 2.75 but they are concentrated beneath the summit of the volcano that indicates that we're seeing significant unrest at the volcano whether or not this will lead to an eruption is something we can't say at this point in time but we are concerned about about it enough that we've gone and elevated the warning level so yeah pay attention my peeps in alaska anybody's guess whether this particular round of earthquakes end up with activity volcanoes on an uninhabited island in the western aleutians about 1250 miles or 2012 kilometers southwest of anchorage there are no communities or structures there but adak a city of about 170 residents on another island is about 65 miles or 105 kilometers away and could see ash fall if the volcano were to erupt, the biggest threat would be to aircraft. The Aleutians are below the routes that jets fly between North America and Asia. Isn't that odd? Because isn't that the route that that uh, Chinese spy balloon took? Coincidence? Conspiracy? <laughs> uh, it says it's very different than what you would see, for example, in Hawaii, Kilauea, or Mauna Loa where you see the beautiful red rivers of lava flowing down the side of a volcano, volcano power set. Tanaga is actually part of a three volcano complex on the island. Its tallest of the three is at 5,925 feet or 1,806 meters. It sits in the middle with Sajaka to its west. Sajaka had an older cone that collapsed into the North Pacific Ocean with a new cone that has emerged. To the east of Tanaga is Takawanga, mostly ice-covered volcano except for four craters. The last known eruption of ta 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 Tananga was in 1914. So they don't get into where the uh, ash could, you know, get picked up and, and swirled around. Sorry about that noise. All right, let's see. What did I not get to today? Because we've just got a few minutes. I may end up finishing early. I to told you about the, um, the 
50th episode giveaway. Don't forget that's coming up at the end of the month and you have to be present to win. And let's see. Oh, I do want to acknowledge uh, those who have uh, on, on the fountain.fm app who have shared their value uh, with sats. So if, if you're if you're still awake out there, before I go, let me share value for value exchange supporters since the last regular episode and the regular episode would have been last Friday with Tuesday being the um, uh, episode dedicated to suicide is not painless. 200 sats from a follower or a listener whose handle is also known as TWS. I'm not sure who that is or if I've ever met them online before. I swear I think I've seen that. I, I just, I can't put it together. A thousand sats from HJ, always, always dedicated HJ. And 2,000 from Euphrosinos, who's also a regular supporter of the podcast. And I appreciate it. They were all very kind in their comments they all contributed to the um to the episode that was uh, posted on tuesday relating to my son's suicide all acknowledging that yeah um you know burying your children is not the natural order of things and it's a very difficult difficult thing to to deal with and it is and um uh, i'll leave it at that i I just I don't I don't have it today to go into it again. It's just it takes a lot out of me. Um, a special thank you again to Afro Thy Mix. Uh, Afro Afro Thy Mix. For those of you who don't know, uh, did make a snarky comment a couple of weeks ago, and has now become a promo code, a promo code for my Etsy shop. And I started on March the first, and it goes through the end of the month into March. March 31st, 2023, in case you stumble across, across this uh, in a year or two from now. Enter Afrothymix, A-F-R-O-T-H-Y-M-I-X at checkout and you'll get 5% off your total order. And check the show notes for the to the link for the Etsy shop, which is Etsy.com slash Holstein House. And Afrothymix, the um, promo code. I, I, so, you know, I thank you uh, again, and I'll start wrapping up here uh, as I stumble through all this. I'm getting a little better. I'm not getting that much better, but uh, I do want to begin focusing a little more. I did run a poll. Oh, my poll, my Twitter poll. Oh my gosh, where's my Twitter poll? I forgot to tell you about the Twitter poll. Now, I've been on Twitter since it started. I, I have an account that's a private account now. Um, but I have my public account, which is uh, Robin A. Holstein. So it's Twitter at Robin A. Holstein. And I ran a Twitter poll that said, would you consider hosting someone, B&B, uh, but through Airbnb in your home? And I've had not a lot of response, but now I don't, this is just the first time I've done a poll through Twitter. I mean, I've had some conversations with people. I used to be very active with Twitter. Got to start winding it up. Uh, but, you know, I've got, I've got a little bit of both. I've got kind of, I don't have anyone that said no, 
but I've got a 50-50 split of people who said yes or maybe. So I, I do have one that said yes, they're planning on using it in a uh, home that they're building. And I did follow up and ask the person, I said, are you considering this as a, a home share or as a, a short-term vacation? And they're talking short-term vacation. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, I'm not totally against that, but I think sometimes people go in it with the wrong idea and they don't, um, they don't um, fully understand what's involved with short-term rentals like that and the turnover and the damage and just the you know, work that goes into it. It's not as easy as just turning it on and putting a key in the, under the map and being gone. Then I had another person that said they needed a little more information, which yes, I, I get that. I did too. It took me a little while to do it. So I do want to spend a little more time in my future uh, uh, YouTubes and podcasts on discussing the uh, pros and cons and how to do uh, Airbnb. I've been doing it since 2017. I'm not perfect, but I've been hosting from the home for since then. And I, I've loved every minute of it. We've reached, recently had some local folks uh, in town for conferences and stuff. We had a Michigander last week and I had a Wis is it Wisconsinite. Is that what you say? Do you say Wisconsinite for folks from Wisconsin? The gentleman that stayed with us um, on Wednesday and uh, left very early Thursday. He was, he was out yesterday by before six o'clock. It was, it was sh shocking to my system a little bit because my guests usually don't get up before eight 30 when they leave. So I had, uh, I went ahead and laid out breakfast early. I don't normally lay it out that early. This was a different little case. He just wanted some coffee and a little, not, not much, some coffee and cereal. So I didn't put out the whole, all of the sourdough and all of the uh, donuts and everything and the juice and the milk and everything. Cause he said, I just want some coffee and some cereal. And, and so that was, that was it. So I went ahead and set that out. So that went very well. Um, and again, if you're traveling to or through West Virginia and you're traveling, traveling north or south, if you're going up the West Virginia Turnpike or coming down towards the Turnpike, consider, and you need a place to stop on the way, consider stopping at Holstein House. Look us up. Uh, we're on uh, uh, Facebook and we're in Airbnb. I, you know, you can save some money if you direct book. I mean, that's uh, that's just how that goes. You, uh, If you direct book, you're not paying the Airbnb fees and like taxes. I pass those fees on to guests. So uh, that's part of the reason our, our prices are set the way they are. It's because Airbnb is going to take a chunk out of it. So uh, consider staying at Holstein House. We'd love to have you. Um, if you are traveling, I'm I'm also on hip camp. The, they decided that tent camping was not appropriate to use through hip camp. We didn't meet their requirements for that. And that's okay. It's no big deal. But as of right now, if you're, uh, if you use hip camp and you use a camper van or a very small, I mean, very small uh, RV or truck camper for that matter, uh, and you need a spot to stay for a night, maximum of two nights on the hip camp because we're not a campsite. We're just a spot to stop, to catch your breath, you know, and to relax and stretch a little bit in between your travels. So that'll be it for today. I do appreciate everybody that's that's uh, joined us and commented, uh, whether it's on YouTube, Ronaldo, and um, or it's the folks over on Clapper who <clears throat> I, uh, you know, I just I can't respond to some of that stuff. <laughs> some of that stuff. You guys, some of you guys that uh, that are on Clapper that have a have a big following, you don't have to put up with. <laughs> I don't think you have to put up with some of the 
some of the oh just unfortunate stuff that that i have to deal with when i uh, have clapper open and i'm running a live stream so i'm going to sign off and clapper now thank you very much for joining me i'm going to let you go and uh, if i can get that button pushed if i can get the, there it goes it's over and for those of you guys over here on youtube and facebook and twitter i do appreciate your time i'm going to close it off now got to head over to the funeral home to to pay my respects to our uh our former pastor who's gone home to be with the lord i know he's just happy as can be now he is happy but his wife would be struggling and the extended family and i'm going to go over there for a few minutes so we'll catch up with you later Follow me on uh, on uh, all of the socials. For the most part, all the socials have me there somewhere. Uh, Rumble, Clapper, YouTube, Twitter, um, uh, Facebook, <laughs> MeWe. Um, um, what's the other one? Freesteading and um, and uh, Telegram. Telegram is t.me slash Holstein House group. Holstein House group. So look us up. Uh, check in with us and we'll talk to you again soon. See you next time. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.